Hunting Overtime is here to assist you with the knowledge and skills to help you be successful in the field. Established with the listener in mind, this podcast is dedicated to providing as much helpful information as possible to help you achieve your outdoor goals. From whitetail to elk and everything in between, I'm here to provide my insights and give you the ability to try them in the field. I'm your host, Brian Shoning. And this is Hunting Overtime. Welcome. Hopefully that is a welcome back to all of you. If not, if you are new to uh, this podcast, welcome to Hunting Overtime. Hopefully we're going to provide you here with something you enjoy. Man, today has been such a blast. I was able to take both of my kids. I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. And my dad and I took both of them out walleye fishing and we spent, well I spent four hours on the water with my son, he's one and a half, and then my daughter was there as well, but she actually got to stay with grandpa and she fished the rest of the day. They actually just got home and it's like six o'clock, so yeah, they uh, had a good time, just the two of them, but just taking my kids out, that's that's what it's all about for me is exposing people and teaching the youth about the outdoors. But we didn't catch a ton, caught some, great day on the water, got some fish in the freezer, a couple meals worth, so that was awesome. Um, so yeah, now I am just sitting down here, been excited to, to uh, talk to all of you guys and share some stuff with you. Uh, what I'm going to do for you today is from that last podcast you guys heard all about Chad and I's unreal adventure in the backcountry shed hunting where we took that raft and we floated the river and shed hunted for two nights it ended up basically being two full days worth of shed hunting the afternoon of the first day the full next day and into the afternoon on the third day so that was just I can't even explain to you what that experience was like maybe some of you have done it I'm going to go ahead and bet that most of you have not because that is not a common thing that I've heard of so I'm going to bet most of you haven't done that so I just feel like that is an accomplishment us doing something that a lot of people have never done so that was sweet for us what a blast it was First time for me staying in the backcountry, first time for me shed hunting, first time for me floating. So 100% new experience for me and what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to give you a gear review and I have this request actually from one of the listeners, Drew Lynch. So shout out to Drew for that. So here is my gear review from everything that we actually went over a little bit in one of our previous podcasts. I think that might have been podcast three, two, two or three. I can't remember. Episode two or three. You have to get back and check all those out. You'll know which one it is by looking at the names. But anyway, so what I'm going to do, I have my list here and I'm just going to go right down through it. So the first few things I have on there are kind of interesting. I passed on the rain gear. And it ended up raining basically all weekend. Now, I 
don't regret not bringing it though. Okay. So I do not regret that. Uh, we did dry out. It didn't rain for a long time. And I had some layers that were essentially waterproof. Okay. So I didn't officially have rain gear, but I did have some quote unquote waterproof layers. Okay. So I don't regret not bringing that. My outer layer that was waterproof was my One Rate Gear Demand Series hooded jacket. Uh, that thing is, it's got tapes, uh, zippers, and things like that. So it is highly, highly waterproof. I don't know that they actually call it waterproof. I think they call it water resistant still. But I did not get wet, and it flat out dumped on me. So... Um, for my insulation, I have my one rate base layer, top and bottom. I really enjoy those. I like the material. I'm not, they're not merino. Um, they're a synthetic, but I do really enjoy those. They are very warm for me. I also had a Cabela's Polar Tech thermal shirt, and I wore that to sleep in. It's a little bit warmer, so it's not really something that I would want to wear hiking up and down the mountain, um, like sitting in the tree stand water or uh, whitetail hunting. I really enjoy that because it does keep me much warmer than anything else. Uh, but that was just kind of my sleeping layer. That was one of those sleeping luxuries that I had that I probably could have went without, but my pack was sitting at 37.3 pounds and I wasn't real worried about it. Plus, we decided we weren't hiking the whole time and we were going to float the river. So, the weight actually turned out not to be a big deal. But I did, for the sake of elk season coming up, I did want to make sure that I could get down in that 30s um, weight range. So, 37.3, I think I could handle that just fine. Um, my base layer bottoms, I said, were the one rate ones. Uh, socks. I took some extra socks. I just wear some, I wear a Lorpen light hikers and then a Cabela's liner sock. I have to wear two socks because my foot is so narrow. So it doesn't really matter what boot I get. I have to wear a couple layers of socks. So I, I like to wear a nice light liner sock and then a light hiker. Um, I do know Chad wears those darn tough socks and loves them. So that's something that I'll probably look into going forward. <clears throat> um, the next thing on my list is extra underwear, which I did not take intentionally. And that was based off of another podcast I had listened to. I can't remember which one it was. I want to say it was Huntback Country Podcast. But um, yeah, they talked about not taking extra underwear because they never used it anyways so that was something I went for and maybe if I was going more than two nights I might enjoy that having an extra pair but just two nights I wasn't worried about it and it actually worked out just great so that one is a good one for me to have left out not that it was going to weigh anything it was going to weigh less than a pound anyways but still um, camp shoes I took some Crocs and it's, I don't care what you take, you want something super light and probably enclosed. Um, 
but you're going to enjoy having something to get yourself out of your boots. Being able to get out of those boots, even if it's midday. I don't know that we ever took our boots off midday because we were kind of going, going, going. But if you can take your boots off at night, like just sitting around the fire, eating uh, dinner before breakfast, not having your boots on right away, that's just really enjoyable. It gives you more of that relaxing feel. So, yeah. I really enjoyed having those Crocs with me. Those came in at 15 ounces. You could probably find something a little bit lighter than that, but that's pretty light for a pair of shoes. Um, my beanie, I wore the Seasons beanie. You can find that on our website. Uh, if you're interested in one of those, they're pretty, uh, they're just a normal beanie, but they got our sweet Seasons Media logo on them. Uh, I wouldn't have actually worn that so that was something I maybe could have left back, but it came in at a whopping three ounces. So it, again, didn't really matter or hurt that I took that. But I did get lucky in the fact that I did have that because I got, well, Chad and I both got super sunburnt on Friday afternoon. It was ridiculous. So that was one thing we didn't think about is we're going to be up 8,800, 8, I think might have been the highest elevation I saw. But anyways, yeah, it was warm and we got sunburned. Like we got flat out fried on Friday. So the rest of the weekend, like Friday night, we woke up Saturday morning and we were both like, dude, the sunburn made it so hard to sleep. But so we didn't bring sunscreen. That was a mistake we made. We actually talked about it as we were driving out of town. We stopped at a convenience store and then we forgot to get it. So that was our bad. But my ears got so sunburnt that I knew on Saturday I just couldn't let it happen again. And so I actually wore that beanie a little bit and just got those ears covered up. So... Um, Cabela's wool gloves is the thing I wore next. Um, they came in handy. I am glad I had them. I didn't wear them a lot, but they're something that I had in my pack, uh, all day, every day. And I did end up wearing them some, so I am very glad that I had those. And then... I actually just wore some compression shorts. I want to get for elk season. I haven't bought them yet. I'm not sure what brand I'm getting, but I am going to get some merino boxers for elk season instead of wearing compression shorts. So that's my plan for elk season. I didn't wear any base layers. Um, I wore my one-rate gear early to mid-season pants. Really glad I didn't go with my heavier pants. At one point, I talked about wearing my mid to late pants just because I was imagining in my mind that it was going to be chilly and cold. And I'm super glad that I went with super light pants. Um, it wasn't always super warm, but if it got cool, I just put those base layers on and I was good to go. So uh, I had that I was taking gaiters. And then at the last minute, right before we left the pickup, I kind of looked up there 
and Chad said he wasn't wearing gaiters, and I kind of looked in the area where we were going, and there wasn't any snow, so I left him at the pickup, so I didn't take my gaiters. Um, Mid-layer, I have the season's long sleeve t-shirt. I actually ditched that last minute, too, and I wore one of our short sleeve tees, so I also, again, very glad I did that or I'd have been super hot. I think I was just imagining it being quite cold, like flat out cold the whole time, and it wasn't. So, and then you get to hiking and things like that. Like, you can handle some weather, uh, even with a short sleeve t-shirt on, that you wouldn't normally be able to handle if you were like sitting in a tree stand or something like that, whitetail hunting. Like when you're actually hiking, um, you can handle a lot colder weather than uh, if you're just sitting. So, um, Next on my list, let's see, where was I? I have, oh, I have a wearing a vest. I actually didn't wear it. I did take it, and I don't know. That's one of those that I'm going to have to rethink and think more about. I really like vests. I like the idea of them. They can keep your core uh, nice and warm, which helps you just obviously your uh, your whole body stay warm. Um, I only wore it one time, though, so I guess my question would be, do I have something else or do I need to get rid of something else? I just feel like carrying something like that around in your pack the whole time is uh, uh, a waste, I guess. So that's something I have to rethink. Um, a cloth belt is key, so make sure you have a cloth belt. Uh, I had a, just a pocket knife. I took a buck knife. I have my Seasons Game Changer hat. Um, again, the socks, I took an extra pair of socks. That's what I talked about back before, but I wore the same socks. And then I wear, I know a lot of the guys are into those, uh, all leather boots right now, which is great to each his own. Um, I don't like them. I've had problems with them in the past. So I really like, I have Under Armour Speed Freak Bozeman 2.0s, and I love them. So they're a little bit lighter than a regular leather boot, and they're durable. I, man, trying to think. I bet, I bet I got over 300 miles on these things, and they're going again this season. So, so yeah, um. And then my pack was a Horn Hunter full curl system. I didn't actually take the full system like I have written down. Uh, there's a day pack in the system, and I didn't take it. I just took the frame and then the big bag. So I didn't find a reason for any day pack. And actually, when I got to thinking about it and I was hiking, come elk season, I'm probably not taking the day pack either. I'm going to see if I can fit everything into just the frame. So, uh, Binos, I run Vortex Talon 10x42s. Those are super nice. We did lots of glassing. Um, 
I have my I have my County Six Predator Traeger Optics harness. If that's something you guys are unaware of, you're definitely gonna want to check them out. Uh, that's County Six Predator.com, and you need to find their Traeger Optics harness. You can find them on Instagram at County Six Predator as well. That harness is sweet. It's got your binos, your rangefinder attached uh, in its own pocket. It's not like in the add-on. It just comes with it. Uh, it's got a front pocket for storage. It's got a pocket in the back for a cell phone. If you want, it's got a hand warmer with a whole bunch of storage. There's just so many things um, that you can do with that optics harness. And it's just right there at your chest. And it's super accessible. So if you haven't checked those out, you're definitely going to want to. I love it. So that's something I don't leave home without, regardless of what home I'm going on. Then the rangefinder, I run a Leupold. Well, that's not right. That says 1200. I th it's actually a 1600 TBI, um, which was nice. We Chad had a bear tag. So we wanted to make sure we had a good rangefinder along, and that's just the one I have, is the 1600 TBI. <clears throat> so I wanted to make sure I had that for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. So lost myself again. There we are. Our video camera. Um, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that, but we run a Canon with a Rode mic on it. All right, sleep system. Eno Double Nest Hammock. I love it. It's super comfy for me. I did not sleep well, but not because of the hammock. So here, let me tell you why. Um, <clears throat> first night, I didn't sleep well. I didn't have my hammock set up level. So I was actually... <clears throat> Let me think about this again. How was I sliding? I was sliding away from the head. So my feet were like ending up out of the hammock. Because I didn't. I had the bottom where my feet were too low. And that it was goofy because I was on uneven ground. Which isn't a problem with a hammock. <clears throat> but you got to make sure you, the hammock is actually level. The ground doesn't have to be level. But the hammock does. So... That was my mistake on the first night. Um, I have some Eno straps where it basically can extend super long tree between trees. Uh, I have a housefly rain tarp, which keeps you dry, obviously. It's fully enclosed, which is super nice. The stakes. Okay, here's the reason I got uh, cold on the second night. <clears throat> first night, I didn't get cold at all. That was fine. Um, I just didn't sleep real well because I had to keep waking up because I didn't have myself level. Second night, I got cold. I had a hike and bike, quote unquote, zero degree, 625 fill. The 625 should have been my first clue. Um, but the fact that I'm in a hammock with the open underside is a super big disadvantage so that just creates that air drift <clears throat> and if you guys remember back from a, uh whatever podcast it was podcast two i believe there you go it's episode two 
man, excuse me. Um, I took my jacket and strapped it underneath of me. Yeah, that didn't work as well as I wanted to. So I am definitely in the market for an underquilt. So if any of you have any recommendations about underquilts, I would love to hear back from you. Just shoot me an email, huntingovertime at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear what you use for underquilts because I'm definitely in the market for one of those. Um, so yeah, that sleeping bag, I got cold. It was wet. Um, so that was part of it. But mostly it was my backside that was cold. I think if I could have kept my backside warm, then I I probably would have been just fine. I'm pretty confident with that. <clears throat> um, then I had those binder clips that I used to clip the coat. Yeah, I'm ditching those so I can save six ounces there. Wool socks. I enjoy wool socks to sleep in my feet get super cold um and when it's 20 degrees or whatever that's just uh it's nice to have my feet warm so i don't regret taking those i'll definitely take those again my water bladder i did three liters i did out a three liter bag i filled it with one and a half of water which I probably will go to elk hunting just to be safe, but having um, the next thing on my list, the Sawyer water filtration was huge, so I don't think water was a problem. Just make sure when you're doing it, you know whether you have access to water or not. Obviously, the more water you're around, the less you have to carry, um, but... If it's going to be warm like in September, you're probably going to go through some water. So just be aware of that and understand your situation. Uh, camp kitchen, we went with the jet boil. We actually had two of them in the camp since we uh, took that raft. So Chad went ahead and brought his too. Uh, they're just super fast. They're, I've, the, the jet boil system doesn't fail. Okay. Uh, I did have a little bit pro of a problem with one of my canisters, so that one's going to be getting returned. But the system itself, the Jet Boyo system, is I've never seen a problem with it, I guess. So we just took two because we had the space and decided we didn't need to wait for the time. So, uh, Big Classic, obviously just a lighter, get that thing going, start a fire or whatever. And then your spork, I just use a, I think it's titanium actually, can't remember, just a spork to scoop that stuff out. So, <clears throat> uh, power, portable chargers, I have two of them, they're pretty decent size, they're not those like super small rectangle ones you can buy at Walmart on the checkout aisle, uh, they're pretty good portable chargers. And I didn't recharge any camera batteries whatsoever, so I am confident I could go a week probably with the power that I had. 
yeah, probably at least a week. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy with that coming in at 19 ounces for two of them. Um, having a week's worth of power there is awesome. Uh, phone and watch chargers. I used them both. I have an Apple watch, so that's a disadvantage. I have to charge that. Um, but it charges up super quick on those portable chargers. Phone charger, you just don't want to be without it. We're using Onyx maps for our GPS, so we want to make sure we have a phone charger and power at all times. And that's why I have two uh, portable chargers, because I want to keep that power separate. I want to know what I have for my phone power. So I have one portable charger that is only for my phone and watch, and then the other one's for my camera batteries, just because I want to make sure I have that for my phone at all times. Camera charger, didn't use it because I didn't even go through all four batteries. Uh, trekking poles, these were huge. For some unknown reason, whether we were just stubborn or what the heck the deal was, we did not use them on day one. So on day two, we were on our first hike. And Chad made a joke about wishing he had his four-wheel drive. Well, the next hike we went on, we used four-wheel drive. We went ahead and busted those trekking poles out, and we used them the rest of the weekend. So that is something we definitely enjoyed. On an elk hunt, we wouldn't use them all the time. We would want to, we'd be walking without them and then have them in our packs in case we got an elk down. But with these, um, we went ahead and just used them at all times once we got going. And they made a huge difference. Well, time out. We got a problem. I'll be back. I apologize for that. Uh, it's getting late past bedtime. So... I may have to divert back here in a little bit, too. We'll have to see what happens. But anyways, back to those trekking poles. If you have them, you might as well use them. The only reason you don't use them elk hunting is because you got other things going on. So um, shed hunting, super glad we just went ahead and stopped being hard-headed and used them. Um, let's see here. What do I got? I got a multi-tool. Never used it. I will still pack it, uh, a hatchet, it came in at 11.5 ounces and we used it, so I'm going to make sure I have that, that'd be good chopping wood, um, for a fire, we used it to clear space for our hammocks, things like that, just scoop stuff off the ground, make a nice base, whatever, that's not something that I'm going to leave out next time either. Uh, headlamp, we used it at night, so I'm never not going to pack my headlamp. I run a Coast headlamp, and then three AAA batteries as replacements to that headlamp. Um, let's see, I had extra camera batteries. For most of you, that won't matter. You don't need camera batteries. What else? Bit classic. I so I had I mentioned that one back in my kitchen system with the um, 
jet boil and my spork and I just always keep that one lighter in my spork pouch. Uh, but this is another one. I keep an extra one in my quote unquote essentials bag and just I didn't use it or anything. I just want to make sure I have a backup lighter because I don't have like flint or anything like that. I don't carry. So I do carry the next thing on my list is InstaFire. Just something to get a fire burning. We had a fire after it had been raining for essentially a day and a half. So being able to get some fire going. Uh, we use, we didn't actually use my InstaFire. We used Chad's Pyro Putty. But just having something like that to get a fire burning is key. You never know what's going to happen if you need it for... Uh, like an essential fire like you get wet or something like that you got to get dried off or it's super cold whatever it be if it's an emergency you want to be able to get a fire going if possible uh, I did have paracord that was included in the hatchet weight so that's wrapped around the handle of the hatchet so I didn't have to worry about that there's paracord on the hatchet uh, I did have a foam glassing pad that came in at a whopping one ounce. I'm super glad I had that. We didn't. I didn't actually ever get it out to like glass for long amounts of time. But I did use it around camp when we were eating. So like the first night, the ground was super wet. I set that pad out and sat on it so I didn't get wet. The second night, we had like a log we were sitting on. But it again was wet. So I sat that pad down and my butt straight, uh, my butt stayed dry. So that was super nice. I went ahead and packed my Horn Hunter game bag just in case we did find a bear. We didn't, unfortunately. Um, but that would have been important to have if we had found one. Okay, the next thing I have my medical, which. Let's see what I got here. Large band-aids, four of them, four by four gauze, two of them, super glue, large rubber band, Tylenol, eight of them, and two Zyrtex for my allergies. The only thing we used out of that is we used two Tylenol. I gave Chad two Tylenol. Um, oh, that's on the next one. Never mind. So, yeah, but that's just a key thing to add. I will add... I am going to continue to, this is my first time making my own um, medical bag or first aid kit. So I am going to keep looking into that, making sure that I have everything that I think or that is known to be essential in that bag. So I'll go back over that um, next time I need to build my backcountry pack. Uh, my hygiene, which I guess I called it my essentials bag, toothbrush, toothpaste. It was super nice to be able to brush my teeth. I don't know if the rest of you have that same type of feeling, but man, that morning I brushed my teeth was, oh, I felt like a new man, new man. So that was something that I'm glad that I had. So all of this stuff in my hygiene bag came in at 13 ounces. So obviously your 
ounces add to pounds, but this was a pretty uh, pretty important one to me. Um, deodorant, definitely used it since I had it. Actually, I probably wasn't 13 ounces because I didn't have my scent-free wipes. Um, toilet paper, chapstick, gotta have the chapstick. And then Body Glide, uh, that stuff's pretty amazing stuff. Chad actually had a hot spot on his heel that he went ahead and uh, put some of that on, and that helps a lot. Next thing is Weapon. Didn't need a weapon. Um, Alright, and then the last thing on the list is the food. So, for breakfast each day, I had a Cliff Bar and a Mountain House Granola. Those mountain house granolas are amazing. So if you have time when you're out and about hunting like that and you need a quick meal and you're doing jet boil mountain houses at dinner anyways, get yourself the granola. They actually, I think it's meant to have with cold water. I put hot water in it because it was chilly. So it was nice to have something warm going into your system. But I bet it would be amazing with cold water. I'd like to honestly just eat it here at home. Um, for lunch, one day I had goose jerky. The next day I had homemade meat sticks. I also had a cheese stick and a Welch's fruit snack each day for lunch. So, nothing crazy for lunch, but enough I had my protein and my meat. I had a cheese stick. And then I had something a little bit sweet there with some fruit snacks. So then for snacks, Cliff Bar and Trail Mix, I did not eat all my trail mix. Um, so that's something I would consider cutting maybe in half per day. So I had 11.8 ounces, so what, I could get that down to 5.7, somewhere right in there. Um, 5.9-ish. Yeah, so we could cut that probably in half, to be honest with you, because I kind of had to, well, honestly, I laid in bed and I was like, I got trail mix left from today, so I might as well eat it. Now, that, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because the next day I did feel pretty good still. So, it's good to be able to get that extra protein and carbs in you after putting in days like we put in. Uh, I also packed a tuna packet. Those, I think they're called tuna creations. Super good. You can get different flavors. You can get, what did I even have? Urban garlic and... Hickory smoked, and I know there's a ranch, or there's an original. Anyways, get some flavor in your life, and change it up a little bit for those things. So, excuse me, it'll give you a little pick-me-up as you're going midday and things like that. And then the last thing I have there is what I have for dinner. Just a mountain house. Uh, the first day I had chicken and mashed potatoes. That one surprised me. It was full chicken breast, and I just wasn't ready for it. It worked out fine. Just caught me off guard. Um, second day, Italian peppered steak was super good. 
That was the first time I had both of those, so that was super good. And what I have here, uh, these are approximations. I had, if I ate everything, which I didn't finish all my trail mix every day, if I would have finished all my trail mix, I'd have come in right about 2,790 calories, so about 2,800 calories, and that's a pretty good calorie spot, I think, for what we're doing. I felt pretty good. One thing I don't have on here, which I thought I did, but I guess I didn't anyways, was my... Um, Oh, what's the brand? Hydrate and Recover. Uh, wilderness Athlete. So the Wilderness Athlete Hydrate and Recover was huge. The first day I didn't notice it. I took it, but I didn't necessarily notice it. The second day I took it that night, like right before bed. Is that right? What did I take it in the morning? I took it at night, right before we ate and went to bed and things like that. And just that extra flavor was amazing, I guess. It was something different. It was kind of sweet. But I think having it right before bed made me feel a million times better the next day in the morning. And I was just, I just woke up ready to roll the next morning, which was awesome. So, so yeah, there's my gear review. I think the one thing that is an absolute must change is I need, I think I can get by with my sleeping bag to a certain temp. I want to say like, I can probably do 20s, 20 degrees or so like Something like that. 20 degrees, I think I'd feel good with it. Um, but I have to get an underquilt. I think that underquilt would make the world of a difference. I don't think I would get cold at all. And I think I should be good to go. The only other thing that I sit here and question... Well, two things. The coat I took and the vest. I think I would continue to take the vest. And I kind of, I don't know. I kept thinking that maybe I'd like a puffy jacket more because I didn't actually wear that coat a lot when I was hiking. I did wear it to stay dry though. So that's something I would have to think about. Um, it's nice to have some sort of a waterproof layer. I'm not saying it's necessary, especially if you can keep in, uh, keep an eye on what your weather is doing. But you are up in the mountains. If well, we were. If you're doing this up in the mountains, you just don't know what it's gonna do to be honest with you like you don't know if it's going to rain the forecast really doesn't mean a whole lot in the mountains so it's just going to kind of do its own thing that's just something i'd have to think about those are the the one main thing i know i will change i know i'm going to have an underquilt 
the question after that is do I cut out the coat? I think I would if I knew it wasn't going to rain. So, or the odds were slimmer. So in September, the odds are going to be much slimmer of it raining. I'll probably cut out the coat, which will be nice because that's going to drop 37 ounces, um, which that's about a pound and a quarter. Sorry, two and a quarter. Um, so that'll be super nice to get out of the pack because most of the time that would have just been in the pack and that would have been hiking. So that would take me down to 35 pounds. But I'm also going to add that under quilt. So hopefully those can kind of cancel each other out. Um, what's my sleeping bag weigh? 57. Yeah, so maybe an under quilt can get that canceled out. And we'll be back to the same weight instead of adding weight. If I cut out that jacket, I'm definitely keeping the vest though. So, yeah, there's my thoughts on the stuff I took. And again, I know a lot of you already heard about all that stuff, but now you heard whether I liked it or not. Um, so, I think we're going to go and cut her off there. And if you guys have any questions for me about any of that stuff, let me know. Keep an eye out on the Seasons Media YouTube channel and Instagram. That, those, those, because I actually had to break it into multiple days. Those YouTube videos are coming soon. I hope to dish the next one out I have to see how far I get tomorrow. I'm close to finishing finishing editing it, but I am going turkey hunting this weekend, so I don't know if I'll get it quite finished. I might have to finish it next week. So today's Wednesday night. This podcast is coming out Thursday. I can't promise you it'll be out this week, but it will be out next week, so keep an eye out for that. Um yeah, and that's May 13th is today. So if in the next uh, four or five days, keep an eye out for that next YouTube video. And that'll be the first one of this shed hunt drifting the backcountry um, tour, I guess. Three, three days, two nights. Man, it was sweet. So keep an eye out for that. Love all your support. Shoot me those uh, reviews. I love to see those. Leave me a comment. Send me an email with topic ideas, anything like that. I would love to hear from you guys. Make sure you visit our website and our Instagram. Hit that subscribe button. Get to our YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Any of those links can be found in our bio at the seasons media on uh instagram okay so thank you all again for all of your support and we'll catch you again next week